This is Carlos Arroyo, and you're listening to Lemon City Live. What's up? Fresh is our turn, baby. <laughs> Who's that guy right there, huh? Oh, oh, oh there it is. Oh, he's back. <laughs> All right. Yes, What's up, sir. Lemonheads? Welcome to episode 34, The yes. Evening Juice with Lemon City Live, streaming on our Facebook page, our Twitter page, on the Five Reason Sports YouTube network page. <laughs> Sounds we, about right. Yeah, we're joined by Gabriel Garcia, senior baseball writer for Lemon City Live. What's up, Gabe? Yo, how's it hanging, bro? There we go. <laughs> we're chilling. How's everybody's weekend? Cool, cool. It's good, bro. I'm actually Amen. excited to talk uh, talk Marlins today. This is the the our Marlins uh, Marlins focus today? So <laughs> we're going full fish today. Look at that! Look at that! We full all got fish. We got yeah. different Marlins hats and stuff, and then Achilles said uh, Leclerc is a punk, which I agree. Been anywhere of Valencia, Jersey, but man, uh, he anyway. just had to break uh, the streak, bro. We could have had four for four today. Four yeah, for bro. four could have hit for the cycle. If it's really it's hurting somewhere. the, the <laughs> you know the synchronicity of the show, I can look through my hats real quick and. All right. If, I mean, if it's in arm reach. I mean, the rule reads. is that Edwin is a resident contrarian, but when he's on board, Achilles takes his place. That's yeah, you it. gotta. You gotta. <laughs> There's always gotta be one. I got, you got some big shoes there, bro. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> Not bigger than my shoes. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Achilles' <laughs> shoes are already big. <laughs> uh, anyway, man, uh, thanks everybody for hanging out and uh, joining us tonight. Like I said, it's the Marlins heavy episode. We are going to be mm-hmm. talking a lot of Marlins to good, good, at least I'd say the first half of the show here. We'll see how it goes. Um, Oh, did you guys hear that? I don't know if that's coming through on the speakers or not, but I'm getting some alerts in the background. That's the sound uh, of my uh, lineup better than yours. Oh, okay. <laughs> that Ooh, sounds, shots fired already. That sounds Man. about right. Anyway, as you can see, we got Gabriel here, our senior baseball writer, Mr. Mr. The Lemon City Live, Mr. Marlin, although I'm a bigger Marlins fan. Um, but he is our little Marlins uh, expert here. We got Marlins news today. But most importantly, we have Gabriel here because he wrote a really cool article for us naming his all-time top 10, uh, or not top 10, sorry, I keep saying top 10, all-time Marlins lineup. <laughs> he went position by position. He had some honorable mentions. He filled up the whole lineup card, and he gave us a five-man rotation along with uh, with a, a closer. No, You didn't name a coach, though. I was kind of disappointed. I'm going to say Jack McKeon, but, you know. I'm the coach. Okay. All right. Fair <laughs> enough. Well, is anybody in that uh, in, in his squad a coach now? Uh, that's a good question. I don't think so. I don't think so. At least not on the pro level. But um, but anyway, we're gonna be talking about it. We're gonna go and break it down. And then myself, I have my own list that I wanna, you know, go back and forth with. And obviously, Dennis, our behind the scenes uh, producer extraordinaire, who's also and time traveling Marlin. Don't forget time traveling Marlin. <laughs> what better insight than getting the time traveling Marlin to come on and tell us about who he enjoyed playing with the most? <laughs> and who he thinks is the best uh, Marlins guy. We can use him as the tiebreaker. In case <laughs> yeah, he was actually there, so he can be like, all right, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Car is my favorite teammate of all Get time. Get out of here. <laughs> Get out. 
Get him out of here, bro. I don't want him here. Get him out of here. There will be no Chuck Carr love on this show at all, bro. Zero Chuck Carr love, all right? Uh, anyway, oh, we're going to do that. But before we get started, then we're also going to talk. I mean, there's basketball news going on. We're in the middle of the conference finals, so we got a little bit of talk about that as mm -hmm. well. We'll wrap up the show with that. But uh, most importantly, uh, we got a giveaway this week. Gus, why don't you tell everybody what's yeah, man. going on? Shout out, you know, once again, shout out to Crafty Beer Market, giving our fans free beer every week. This week, uh, we're going to go with a Key Lime Pie beer. Ooh. It actually kind of sounds delicious. You know, I'm very all about... Miami, South Florida. Very like... South Florida. Very South Florida. It's Key Lime Pie beer from uh, Magnify Brewing, Brewing Company. Is it? I've never had one of their beers, but yeah, the beer looks good. So right. be, be on the lookout for that. We'll post it later tonight. Uh, so you can go ahead and uh, enter that competition and, you know, tag all your friends, win some free beer. And if you do not win, you can always still purchase beer by just going to craftybeermarket.com. Look at the bottom right there and use promo code LEMONCITY10 for 10% off beer. Your order. Yeah. That's right. All right. Awesome. So we got that going on. And a uh, little housekeeping. Uh, we'll be on Friday. Yep. We'll be back this Friday after taking last Friday off. We did. We took last Friday off. That's right. Uh, I, 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 I'm throwing this out there. I won't be here for the Friday show, but... I'm hoping that I can listen in and tune into maybe a little F1 report. I mean, plenty to talk about, but that's up to to our our, our F1 guy if he wants mm -hmm. to, uh, you know, bless us with that. But I, I'm all for it. I'm just saying. Anyway, <laughs> um, but yo, let's let's dive right into it, man. First off, today Marlins got rid of Corey Dickerson and what's the other guy, Gabe? The other guy they want to get rid of? No, no. Who's the other guy they got rid of today with Corey Dickerson? Was the other uh, Rimmer? Rimmer? Brimmer? Oh, Simber, 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 Simber. That guy. All right. Simber, so we Adam Simber. Adam Simber. So we traded him for. We traded two guys, <laughs> and uh, and we actually are paying some money too to get rid of him, and in exchange for uh, something called Panic, Joe Panic, which uh, I don't know, man. Well, uh, utility infielder. So now we got two John Birdies on the team. Bro, yeah, it's all we needed I'm right just now, saying. bro. Uh, we're just serious, looking bro. to get Adam Benintendi now. So yeah. we'll trade both, and then we'll we'll manage. I don't know, bro. I uh, on the surface, this to me just is bad optics all around. And uh -huh. oh, yeah, we got a fringe op uh, prospect. That's right, Dennis. Uh, to me, this is just bad optics all around. Again, this is Why? everybody going. This is everybody going. Hey, look, they're Instantly, everybody? instantly, instantly. Everybody oh, who's not a Marlins fan and the friends. Hold on, hold on. Hold the, on. the flaw in this logic is you're saying people who aren't Marlins fans, those people don't give a flying fuck about anything the Marlins are doing. They didn't yep. even know this trade happened. No one's like, oh, there go the Marlins again. Only yep. Marlins fans it's, like you are doing No, no, no. There's the Marlins fans and there's also the fringe Marlins fans, the guys that casually tune in and this and that. And instantly when they see, oh, okay, we're selling because we got nothing that we know back mm -hmm. in the uh -oh. deal. Okay, we got a Joel. This is say. ready. Luis Aquino is here, ladies and gentlemen, and he's ready to <laughs> chime in. But first, let me say what I need to say here, which is the optics here. Again, most people or a lot of people, I'll say a lot of people are going, oh, same old Marlins. That's what I'm saying. Now, uh -huh. do I agree with the trade? Yeah, the trade makes sense. I get it. You know what I mean? But again, this is another year where now we're getting, we're, we're not playing well. It it seems like we're waving the white flag here before the trade deadline, and we're 
we're committed to not competing again this season. So is this a rebuild year? Are we doing the rebuild thing again? Because they got rid of Corey Dickerson? I'm just, yeah, bro. <laughs> I wasn't even playing baseball, bro. What are you talking ah. about? Yeah, but Corey he was Dickerson the was the cornerstone of the Miami Marlins. <laughs> it's a whole rebuild. We're blowing yeah. it up. I gotta it, admit, bro. like these are just uh, moving around pieces. These were big names, which again for the guys, has you angry. Wait till we get closer to the trade deadline, because I think this is just a heartbringer of things to come. Ex- exactly, and this is what I'm saying. I'm not talking like again. The trade makes sense to like if you're in a baseball and you know what's up. You you understand that Dickerson hasn't done anything or hasn't been playing. I get it. But if you're the fringe guy, you know, who's been chiming in, you know, Corey Dickerson was the guy that we actually paid a little bit of money to was a free agent signing who uh-huh. we who we were sold was going to be good and that we got him at a good bargain price. He was you know? well until he got hurt. Like, I don't again, you're you're blowing. You are blowing this out of proportion. Bro. Yeah. How am I blowing you? this Stop out of proportion? To be like, fringe oh. Marlins fans don't even yeah. know that. Dickerson was playing for the Marlins. Oh, come on. Dude, come no, on. You need, when you're you know, saying Marlins fans, you need to put it in air quotes because it's just yeah. you who's like super fired up and angry about this. Trip. All right. If Seriously. you're watching, if you're watching, please comment and tell us. We already you know got Corey one Dickerson was. Is it, exactly. Do you know who Corey Dickerson was? Do you know who Corey Dickerson won? Okay. What do you want? Oh, he's a Mars bar. Whatever. He doesn't. I, I don't well, count. Yeah. Oh, oh, the, oh, he doesn't count because you know him. Get yeah, out of here. I know him. I want to know people here. If you know who Corey Dickerson was, just put it in the chat. That's all. That's all I'm saying. If you know who he was. But anyway, again, the trade, I get it. It makes sense. But I got to agree with Gabe. I think you're going to see more of this coming up. Like, why? What? what is but leading me to think? Who are you upset that they're getting rid of? I'm not upset that they're getting rid of anybody. I'm just upset that we're getting rid of people again it's like here we go again like we're never rebuilding there was like that stat i showed you that the the mariners are have a winning record but their run differential is negative like 47 and we have a losing record and our run differential is a plus it's not like a little change can make a big difference on this team this is not a blow it up and oh my god here we go again bro they're right there to being at least an average team Okay. It's not like, oh no, oh god, Cordo, no, now we're gonna lose all four. Oh no. Oh, bro, I'm not I'm not shedding a tear for anybody who's gone. Like even Mickey Rowe, who's like the heart and soul of the no, team here and everybody. Said, oh, this here goes again. This is I'm another just, signal that we're yeah, going to what up, dude. This team I, look, is built look. on young guys and they're all outperforming what they're supposed to do. There's a couple of good, you know, pitchers. A couple of tweaks and the team is good, dude. Okay, like, but here's here's okay here's my here's my argument to that, which is last season we made the playoffs, even though it was a a shortened season or whatever. Mm-hmm. But at this point in the season, last season, you know, we were a lot better and we really didn't lose much in the off season, and yet here we are, where it feels like we that was like there was no no progress. Hurt. You're losing a bunch of one run games because everybody's hurt. Mm, I don't know if it's everybody's hurt because a few weeks ago we were crying that Mattingly didn't know what he was doing and that he was causing us the games. You know what I mean? Ooh. Now it's just who was saying that? Oh, oh come on, me man! I, I honestly I don't know who was saying that. I never even I never even heard that come out of Edwin's mouth. Oh, I never nobody, heard it come out of your mouth. Dude. Nobody said fire Mattingly. Nobody's been clamoring for fire Mattingly <laughs> at all. Where? What part of Twitter do you live on? There are people rumbling about Mattingly making the wrong moves and sending yeah, around. Oh my God! So and so, but I haven't heard anybody yet say. You know, he said it, Edwin, to himself one day, like. Madeline blowing it. Oh my god. <laughs> my thing my my thing with this team, this team is flawed. 
This team yeah. is really flawed. And it's just typical baseball, not Marlins, baseball. Mm-hmm. In July, if you're out of it, you get rid of anybody that's a that's gonna be a free agent. That's just that's just common. We're talking about Corey Dickerson here. We're not talking about Christian Yelich to go back to that. We're not talking about we're not talking about um the ninety seven Marlins. We're not talking about the Carlos Delgado. Mm-hmm. We're, we're talking about Corey enough. Dickerson. Exactly. Like, yeah, if they got rid of, like for me, if they got rid of like Jesus Aguilar, who's like a leading the MLB in the RBIs, then that's I'd be like, Yo, what's gonna happen? Well, that's, that's the thing. Gonna and I'm like looking at the tea leaves here, and it says, "All right, we got rid of this guy. What's stopping us? We're we're gonna make the excuse that we're not competing. This is again, we've done this. We've gone through this so many Julys where it's like we're not competing. All right." Well, Aguilar, by Miggy Rowe, we have, you know, we got Jazz and we got Isan and we got some other infielders that we can play in there. Miggy Rowe, you're old. We appreciate it. He's gone. Um, Duvall, thanks. You know, you, you're, you're like second in the league in RBIs, but you know what? You can go to, like, it's, it's only a matter of time. Like, history has shown us that this is the path that we're going on. That's all I'm saying. Like, I see it. Yeah, but we're going to be honest about something. We've got a lot of uh, talent that's waiting to come up in the farm system. Mm-hmm. And with guys like Dickerson and Duvall, they're in the way. Right. So they have to make it up for these guys. So that way we can get our J.J. Bladez, our Jesus in there. Everybody. Like, no, wait. You're uh, not going to is- have – the is the stadium coming while the veterans are still around? Is the stadium open, full capacity? Right no, after actually, Fourth of July, uh, the series July against the Dodgers when they come back, enough. it's going to be full capacity. Uh, what is it at right now? I think it's like at twenty-seven thousand. Like it it'll probably stay. You won't have more than you won't <laughs> have more than like eight thousand people maximum. Something yeah, like that. Uh, it'll probably right, be. Right. It was probably already full capacity, and they just people mm-hmm. just weren't showing up, and now they're just you know saying, "Hey, we're open again," you know, like, yeah. and they're trying to get more, but. All right, Look, all right. But see, uh, I, I kind of wanted to take my family that's in town. Shout out to my family. But I, I, I think if the Marlins make some moves that that will get the fan base excited, and I'm, hopefully it'll get fans in the in the freaking stadium, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I, I don't see like that's not part of their history. They, you know, they they do it like once every decade or something like that. Where, everyone's just, off. Everyone's off the Jeter train again. Then. Look, Finally. I'll just tell you this. No. I'll leave it at this. Uh, this will be my, my, my final thoughts on mm-hmm. this whole t- on today's things. I, I'm going to be wait and see. We'll see what they do, whether they get rid of Aguilar, Miggy Rowe, and these other guys. Strong like, wait and see. Strong stance. Yeah, strong. Strong. Very strong. <laughs> um, but Guarantee you he's going to drop that in two weeks. Especially but, if you keep losing. But my issue is going to be like, all right, we're going to – you know, before it was we don't have any prospects and we can't spend money. Then now we have prospects, and all right, but now we're not going to spend money. I got to see some money spent here. You know what I mean? Because they're that's never the one gonna thing. They're never going to spend money. They're never going to spend money. But th- that's Ever. here's the problem, though. That's a serious thing because you can't compete, continuing to be a feeder system for everybody that's, else. That's on you, bro. If you don't have the expectations that they're going to spend like, money, they're literally never going to spend money ever. I'm. <laughs> God, it's horrible, I don't bro. understand what you think is the Marlins are ever going to be. I They're going to they... be what they are now, which is a fringe good team, and that's it. And then you hope they can sneak into the playoffs, and then anything can happen in the playoffs. But if you think you're going to be out here spending money, that's on you again. Well, that's the expectation Marlins that fans, they've been selling you. Me they... and us are expecting them to spend money. Come on, like come on, bro. They got to at least spend something. They can't never, be like this, dude. Never. It's never going to work like that. Dennis, okay. you look like you got something to say, Dennis. 
we're we're never gonna we're not a big market team. We're never gonna go out and and just throw cash around at everybody. That that's what the whole farm system thing is about. Mm. And we're not the only ones. Look at the Astros. The Astros rebuilt through the whole farm system. Who have they really gone out and signed? I mean, yeah, they got Zach Greinke. That was in a trade. Verlander. Signed who? Verlander. They got him in a trade. Yeah, okay. Trade, but they haven't really gone out and spent on a big-time free agent. And that's fine. They, they did spend they led like George a, a scan guy and some they electricians used, to, you know, piss you up under the jersey. They signed Altuve to an extension, but the reality is Correa's probably going to go. They're probably going to let him go. Coach Bringer left last yeah. year. They haven't – have they signed Alex Bregman yet to, to, to an extension? No, they – yeah, I get you. They're they're the perfect that they're the model that the Marlins want to be, which is that's what they're trying to be, and that's and I get that. But again, like and we bro, gotta give them, a, and we gotta see also what's gonna happen now because the cable deal and the the stadium deal that literally just happened. Yeah, they haven't had an off season with that with that money yet. They're just coming off actually the pandemic, which yeah, everybody talks about. Everybody makes fun of Marlins attendance, but the reality is last year there was literally nobody in the stands. You know, now we got to give them a chance to see what they do now, yeah. what they're willing to do next offseason to to what best they're trying to add with the rotation that they got. But and the, when, you get, when you get through year five of Jeter so he can finish paying himself off, and then maybe <laughs> there's going to be some spending. No, but, but seriously, we, like, but seriously, we need to see what, what, what happens. Now. And I'm not asking for Yankee spending. I'm just saying, like, bro, they really sold us on Di- on Dickerson being like this guy. He's going to be great. Good everybody when we signed Dickerson. Oh, my God. Your hindsight is always 2020. I, I never – I was never fooled. You've never been fooled in your life, bro. Like, you're unbelievable. Corey, people – bro, people were saying that Corey Dickerson – Dickerson was going to help, On this show who covers the Marlins, Danny Alvarez, who's been on here, who's a respected guy, telling us what a great signing Corey Dickerson was. And I know it happens. I know it happens. What I'm saying is – Even if they said that he was going to be an awesome ad, it's baseball. It didn't pan out. I know, but what I'm saying is – we're constantly being told, hey, no, 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 we're going to do I'm good with these little we, things. Dude, and you, we're going to turn you. this little thing into a diamond. It's going to be great. And it no, doesn't happen like that, that's bro. You, dude. Oh, my God. Anyway, all right. Enough with today's Marlin stuff, all right? It's, we're, we're, I'm sure this conversation, <laughs> this conversation is going to continue in through the, up until the trade deadline next, uh, next month. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we got plenty of time and then to revisit. Stud and you'll still be pissed off. No, they're not, not like... going to trade for any stud, bro. <laughs> Starting Marte is gone. Aguilar's well, gone. And uh, it's going to be another dumpster fire. Here's a question. Are they supposed to not accept phone calls, listen to any trade offers because they don't want to piss fans off because no, they want to trade again, them. Again, 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 I understand. I understand that you have to make these moves, and I'm okay with the moves. Yeah. I'm just saying you've been be- you've been telling a fan base, hey, believe in us, we're going to do stuff, but yet every year you continue to do the things that they, they don't want. And the eventually, system. They never told you to believe that they were going to bring in but here's free agents and do this and do that. So, yeah. and, so if they're making moves to – capitalize on what they promise for you then don't complain about it and see if it works sometimes you just gotta do things that are gonna make they're gonna make people mad i mean we've literally been doing that and we've literally been doing that since like 2000 since 1997 it doesn't matter it's a new regime bro it's not the same you you can't you can't 
put other regimes' uh, sins on current regimes, bro. I, I understand, but then you can't blame people for not going to the games and not, you know, Who being is? a fan. Yeah, no, no one were, nobody goes they to can, games, bro. They nobody, can, they like, you're, they can keep all that's the a, guys that they got on this team, and nobody's gonna go. Nobody's gonna go until they legitimately well, that, start to win. And, 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 <laughs> and the way we're going, we're never gonna win legitimately and consistently enough because there's only been one Astros to do what the Astros did. There's been a lot more Tampa Bay Double Rays. There's been a lot more Cubs. There's been a lot more bad teams that have tried to do, and only one team, the Astros, has been able to do what the Astros have done. You know, and we're hoping to be that. It's just. Here we You're go, bro. Hoping, another thing. You are hoping. No, the Marlins are literally hoping to be the Astros because that's their whole model is framed after wrong, the Astros. They're just trying to make up their investment. That's where you're wrong. We live, if you we, think everyone in that front office is like, oh, we're uh, really going to try and get to the World Series within five years. You're a clown at this point. Dennis, Dennis, <laughs> we, we, we literally were talking about this, that this was the, this is the thought, is that the Marlins are trying to model their whole approach on this to well, what the Astros have done. Yeah. Just the Marlins. What the Marlins are trying to do is play yeah. the winning culture. That's okay. all it is. They're trying to compete, stay okay. relevant, and essentially rebuild a form system that used to be a feeder to other teams. Now, haven't they surprised you with the fact that we went from one of the worst farm systems, let's say back in 2015, 2016, to a top five farm system. That's top good. Two, let's say, if you if you want to get technical, that's I mean, good. I'm cool with that. You just got to give them time because we uh, after what happened to Jose Fernandez, that was it. We had to rebuild, and they they admitted it. They were going to do a fire sale then and there that season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But in respect to Jose Fernandez, they kept the team intact. After that, they started dishing out Stan Yelich, the works, and what did they do? They restocked the farm system, and now we have something to look for towards the future. And, let, and let's face it, Edwin, if we want to start winning now, what do we have to do now? We have to grab the big stars of today. And teams aren't going to give them away. They're going to ask for our prospects. Of course. And we don't want to give up the prospects, not after everything we just pulled. Not after all the sacrifices and, and trades and everything that we've done. So you now, have to be the right guy if you're going to do that. You, you have to be really careful the moves that you're making at the front office because, like you said, they've been saying, that, hey, believe in us. This is a new regime. We're going to do better. But, you know, I hate to say the cliche, but the fan base has to have patience. And I know I'm going to get skewered for that. But like others have mentioned, this is a new regime and we had to give them time. And what? let's face it. Another thing that's happened to this team this year that I don't know if it ever happened to the Astros in their – uh, era. Can you tell me how many games the Marlins have been able to have their full roster without someone being injured? Because I can't name more than 15 games, if even that, because it's always someone that's injured. I get if it, it man. But three-man rotation. I get it. If it wasn't uh, Marte, it was Alfaro. It was Cisco. Miro or somebody. Alexander Hernandez. because the team it's not an excuse, but I've been coach. wondering how many games have we been able to play healthy this year, and you won't probably have find more than 15. I get and it. We started the season with at least two people injured with Sisto, and I think Hernandez as well. So, like, listen, I, I, I get the injury thing is a, is a real thing here too, but I'm just saying, like, we've been fed this line before, and I'm I'm looking like I'm expecting here comes another another here we go again, and it's just let's just wait, let's just wait. Well, let's just wait, let's just wait. If by the July 31st trade deadline, you know, nothing comes through and we something changes, then hey, bro, I'll be happy with that. But you know, unfortunately, I'm not that optimistic about it. But 
let's uh you did mention something you know what instead of talking about the dismal thing let's celebrate some of the past let's celebrate some people that have won and uh let's talk about what you wrote for us gabe i actually just uh I just put it out right now on the chat for those of you watching. You can click on the link and uh, give it a give it a run through. Gabe sat down there for what, like two weeks, and crafted your perfect all-time Marlins lineup. Sat ten there days. In ten days. It is dungeon for ten days, going over numbers, creating a criteria for who to put in certain positions, and you're gonna piss some people off because. Some guys like myself, I'm partial to some players. I know Dennis and I, when we when we saw the list, I was like, "Oh my god, I can't believe this! I'm not gonna allow this." And Dennis, you know, we had a, <laughs> and then Dennis and I made our own list, and we also were at a disagreement with our own list. So there's, we got plenty of opinions here. But oh, you uh, got a name. You, you you have one name on your list that has me a little. Wait, on my list? On yours? On yours? On yours? On yours? On yours? On my list? Okay, yeah. I, I but I can defend my picks though. Uh, here we go. So, uh, but Gabe, tell us a little bit about who you, uh, your criteria, and what you, you know, what you thought about when making this list. All right. So the criteria was a mix of three things: statistics, the eye test. And also, which you two probably use to factor in your list, fond mm-hmm. memories. Oh, that guy really liked them. So what if he bat 200? He was an awesome guy. Yeah. And, you know, that kind of thing. Alfredo Amazica, baby, Ooh. all day. I got you. Emilio Bonifacio. No, I ain't going to happen Gus's favorite guy, Emilio Bonifacio, right I there. I love that fucking Dan is throwing his little time You have Fernando Rodney down for a closer, don't you? Oh, that was my favorite. Him and his stupid fucking crooked hat. Although he's not even he's not even on my top three worst closers of all time. He was actually not bad, but I got other guys that I hated even more than him. I got um, Kevin Gregg as my closer. Oh, yeah. Kevin Gregg was definitely, bro. You know what's the, one of the saddest moments in my life is that I was at the Marlins game when Kevin Gregg came back to the Marlins and made his debut for his second time around for for uh, with the Marlins. And I was screaming so hard that game because I couldn't believe that son of a bitch was back with his stupid glasses doing for us, bro. Oh, horrible, bro. Edwin, tell, tell me how you really feel. Like, let it all out. Tell, tell bro, Kevin Gregg sucks, bro. Him and his fucking glasses, they suck, bro. Is that he the, was, is that he's the, the Chuck Carr of, of, of uh, closers. I hate him more than Heath Bell. Is that the guy that would run out to the mound? No, 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 that was he. That was he though. Oh, so was he would do the fell. slide into the mound yeah. like a douchebag. He, he, yeah. Then you wish he tore his ACL. Yeah, bro. He, <laughs> that's he, the last thing he needed, honestly. Oh, yeah, ACL right then and there, sliding onto the mound. Yeah, Heath Bell actually slides in at number two for me, and then uh, a throwback name here that maybe you might remember, uh, Matt Lidstrom. I think is my number three most hated closer. That guy, all he would throw a hundred and like three miles an hour. But it was in a straight line down the pipe every time. That guy had no movement on the ball, nothing. Um, and he was just throw like just, oh, God, bro. Anybody could hit a home run off that guy. And he just blew so many games for us. Anyway, we're not talking about the bad. Let's stop, bro. See, we're, we're such a traumatized fan base that we always resort to, like, you know, a, to, like bad memories and things like that. But we're going to celebrate good stuff here, okay? I'm not traumatized. We got two World Series titles in my lifetime. Bro. It's pretty cool. <laughs> All right, so let's 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 start from the top here, uh, Gabe. All right, you as let me look, I got your list right here at catcher. Let's start off. Uh, you went with a, a solid choice here, Charles Johnson. 
I don't think uh, you're yeah. gonna get much complaints here from Dennis and I. I think that was a solid, uh, solid uh, pick there at one. Although, where does John Buck rank? Man, John Buck in that opening day Grand Slam some years back. You remember that? Um, uh, John Buck. No, no. I actually, I want to ask this. I mean, I know obviously with uh, with Charles Johnson, it was an easy, uh, an easy pick because he did win a championship with us. He was our uh, a UM guy and everything. But how much thought did you put into Pudge Rodriguez's one season and uh, and what he did with the Marlins? Like, how how close was he coming in? I'm going to be really honest with you. I, at first, thought of Pudge. But then I was like, he was only in the team for a year. Yeah. A lot in that year, though. I mean, he was a spark plug for the team. I considered him one of the leaders. And he got along well with the pitchers, which is huge. Because for a pitching staff, you're looking for great synergy between the guy on the mound. Yeah. But I'm going to be really honest with you. The fact that he was only on the team for a year... I, that's wild. I kind of <laughs> gave, yeah. gave him the Mike Piazza treatment. Like, man, that guy was very. That's my number three, right ahead of JT Realmuto. You know, well, what I'm I'm saying? Saying. <laughs> I, I went with Charles Johnson, man, simply because he was only here for a year. Yeah, Gabby, I, I, Gabby, no love for my boy Benito Santiago, bro. Come on. Oh, no, no, no love, man. No, uh, not here, Benito. <laughs> no, not here. Nah, uh, don't hang on, Benito. I got you, Gus. I got you. Um, He's like my number four. Behind the uh, fudge and, and one other guy, I'm not gonna name. You know him. what? I, I'll Both put Benito. Lines. I'll put Benito at four, just behind Piazza and Pudge and Charles Johnson. All right. Um, I will say this though, Pudge. You got to remember what he did in '03. That team had zero expectations. What Charles Johnson did in '97, that was a high expectation team. And I'm not discrediting anything. I'm just I gotta give a little props to Pudge because when he came to us. He wasn't like looked at the same way as he was years prior when he was a gold glover and when he was, you know, a, a multiple time all star. He was a guy who was trying to find his come up again here. And he came here. And like you said, he, he made this pitching staff incredible. He had a lot of influence and he was a great hitter. He he hit three for us that year. Remember, because it was uh, it was Juan Pierre, Luis Castillo, then Pudge, then uh, Miggy cleanup and then Derek Lee. So that was like that top of the lineup was just two guys oh, to get man. on base, bunts on, you know, this guy mm-hmm. bunts on, this guy moves him over to second, and then Pudge drives him in. That's what it was. And and that was and, and a side of Pudge's game that we weren't used to that he really developed when he came here. So I uh I got a lot of love from him, but I think Charles Johnson, come on, bro. The guy's money, bro. He's he's an all timer. Yeah. All right. No errors and yeah, no Charles errors. Johnson. Yeah, Charles Johnson, phenomenal. No, I, we I, we all had Charles Johnson on our list here. Um, so all three lists had Charles Johnson. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna have some here, but we well, don't worry. Oh. We're gonna get to your bad ones here. Uh, next oh, up, my bad ones. Hey, check out that bias right there, bro. And <laughs> all right, my next one. You got Der- you got Derek Lee over at first base. Dennis, did you have Derek Lee? Yeah. All right, so I think that's a sweep at Derek Lee. Was there anybody? That uh no no Mike Redman catching no Come bro but that's a, that's honorable mention honorable mention Jorge Cantu has to be number well, three. Uh, uh, he was third though that I said that that uh, that I had um as the not mentioned in my honorable mentions for catcher besides uh, <laughs> Pudge Redman was another guy okay well Redman yeah. and his naked batting practice that was always the team motivator um, no, no. <laughs> but let's go let's go let's keep it on let's keep it going uh Derek Lee though was there anybody that comes close was there Mike Jacobs I had Orestes Estrada as a 
as a close second. No, Dennis. Justin, Justin Moore. Justin Moore. Uh, coming in as an honorable mention. <laughs> well, what, what happened, Dennis? Did I say something that upset you there? Yeah, bro. Hey, he signed my baseball card at Publix in 1993. Ah. I got a lot of love, bro. He's the opposite Chakar, baby. He's the opposite Chakar. He can't Dennis, do. If we had fantasy baseball back then, I'm pretty sure that would have been Edwin's first round pick overall. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> Orestes, bro. Come on, bro. A local guy, too, man. You got to love him. But anyway, I, I think it's it's Derek Lee is, is all time, bro. Um, huge fan. His defense was, to me, what stood out the most, what I loved the most about mm-hmm. him, even more than his incredible hitting that he was able to develop. But at least while with the Marlins, that's where I uh, – Bro, That's I, right, I, I, I got to show some love to my boy Gabby Sanchez just because I went to middle Yo. school with him. <laughs> you know what? He might have the all-time boss move at first base when he stuck yes. when when he closed line Niger Morgan. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, he he's definitely definitely up there. But you got Justin Bohr as a as a close one there. Okay, I don't I don't have Justin Bohr that high, but I could I could see that. It's um, because of the home run derby, man. He won oh, the eating donuts at the home run derby, bro. Yeah, yeah. that was that was a good. <laughs> uh, yeah, see, all the Marlins fans love Orestes. That's right, baby. All day, every day. I think he does a uh, play-by-play up in Tampa now. I think that's what he is. He's a play-by-play. I know he play-by-play. was doing it. I don't know if he's still there, but yeah. All right, so let's go to second base here. Um, I think it's this is a no-brainer. Although, yeah. if if you go with the smart choice here it's Luis Castillo and I think that is although I'm not gonna lie my my love for Dan Ugla and his forearms and the fact that he can hit a home run on one knee with his eyes closed like I it was hard to to separate that but how hard was it for you Gabriel did you have any trouble with this pick here at, of Luis Castillo at second base none whatsoever and, and I did consider Dan Ugla for a little bit until I remember that he went to the Braves ah uh, that was it that I saw kind of ended it. You had D Gordon <laughs> as your honorable mention. You got D Gordon that high? Is it just because of the Jose uh, Fernandez, or you really were a fan of his? No, I was a fan of his. I okay. liked him a lot. So was I. I, D- I was a D- fan D- of his speed, awesome, and he was hitting for contact. And I gotta say, when uh, I didn't think about this, but looking back, when he hit that home run on that first game after uh, Jose Fernandez died, yeah, some, there was something magical about it. And oh, for sure. And when he crossed home plate, the guy just literally broke down. And I, I just I, – I, I felt that. Well, we all did, but I really felt that. We all man cried. We all man cried. It's all oh, good, bro. Sure. Um, no, but, but he was also just really good. He was, he was averaging like 400 for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, but he, he also popped for juice too. And he cost us a, a season where we were contending by, you know, getting caught with uh, – with, so I'm just, so he got caught and Dan Ugly didn't. Yeah, I don't have a problem with it, but you got caught. Barry Bonds didn't get caught. You know what I'm saying? So I like, knew he was going to bring up Barry Bonds. I'm like, he's coming in three, two. <laughs> but um, all right. Now, I was having a discussion with Dennis um, when we were putting together our list. And something dawned on me while I was looking this up that I really hadn't thought of. And I think, I think you got to make a case here for Luis Castillo being the all-time greatest Marlin of all time, bro. Like, statistic-wise and everything that he's accomplished as a Marlin, I don't think there is a more accomplished guy ever, 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 ever to have played for the Marlins. Like, when I went in back in uh, and I started looking at these numbers, 
Check this out, dude. He has nobody's played more games as a Marlin than Luis Castillo. First of all, one thousand one hundred twenty-eight games. Nobody scored more runs than Luis Castillo. Nobody's had more hits than Luis Castillo. One thousand two hundred seventy-three. More triples, more walks, more stolen bases as a Marlin than Castillo. And he also won three Gold Gloves and was a two-time All Star with the Marlins, plus a World Series champion. And, and his thirty-five game hitting streak. Thirty-five game hitting streak that yeah. nobody's even come close to. And he could have won too because he was on that ninety-seven team. Yes, he was. He Remember, made an appearance. He struggled, and they traded. He started the year as the he was their opening day second baseman. He yeah, was. But he was in. He was in. He was in AAA, if I'm not mistaken. He's, he was in the minors by the time they hit the playoffs. Yeah, the that's why they traded for Greg Council because he was struggling. Ah, okay. They had called him up since ninety-six with Renteria, so he was long term. He went from the big league roster off and on from ninety-six till the end of 05. So yeah, he's one of the few Marlins that was here for that long. For, and for and not only he 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 did it like he, dude, the guy put it up. And I I don't realize it because I took it for, because he's not Mickey Cabrera, he's not Gary Sheffield, you know. Mm-hmm. Although like when we had Tobin on a couple of weeks ago, when he batted from the right side, you got all excited because you know he was also switch hitter. So when he batted from the right side, you knew the pop was coming and he can go yard on that. But Luis Castillo, bro, under like. We don't talk about him enough, man. But that guy needs something at Marlins Park, bro, to recognize the greatness of what he is. Because it's going to take a while, the way this team is going, for anyone <laughs> to, 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 to come close to the numbers that Castillo put in here, bro. Like, it's going to yeah. take a while, dude. So, I – and this is – that's been my one – Should have like, been eh, Could have been. Could have been. Um, that's my one thing when doing this list and, and reading Gabe's thing and Greeting Gabe's article that really, like – I had no clue, and I'm really, like, happy that I came across it was how great Luis Castillo was, bro. Mm-hmm. Impressive. Um, all right. Here we go. Where are we? Number uh, – we're at shortstop. shortstop. Who did you have here, Gabe? You had uh, – Alex Gonzalez. Alex Gonzalez. Okay. I, that, I love him. Pick. That's your pick, Gus? Dennis, yeah, what did you have at, at short? I got Hanley. You had Hanley. Okay. I, I, had... I, I almost went with Alex, but then I – I had to I had to get out of my feelings and really just look <laughs> at what he did. Like, a, oh, real was, a real analyst. A real analyst. I appreciate it. Ramirez was a monster when he was here. <laughs> yeah. See, uh, Achilles, do you have any input on shortstop here? A Danny Echeverria, bro. Oh, oh solid. That's a good solid. one. Like, I'm that's, that's not saying he was the best player ever. I, I personally loved him because he was a shit hitter, but he was an absolute animal at shortstop, and yep. I loved it. Yeah. I love. I yeah, like that. that. I like that. That's the edge of a pick, Achilles. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, wait, wait, wait. I had something really for us. Wait, really? wait, wait, wait. Ready, ready, ready? <laughs> hey All right. Uh... <laughs> Man, that was about as bad as that trade I vetoed once from Edwin. Oh. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> um, all right. My pick, I, I think it's interesting. We have all different picks, and nobody said my pick. I got, bro, I got... Barranquilla, baby, Colombia's finest and best import, uh, Edgar Renteria. And my mm. tie-breaking factor was I thought about Hanley because of what he accomplished, but he was a dick and he was wasted potential. And, and he, you can't don't don't you can't argue that he was wasted potential. He he hit 342 with us and he was and great, but he also that <laughs> he dogged the ball. He got benched. He got embarrassed, and then he was never the same everywhere else that he went. And then he couldn't even play defense anymore. They had him in at first base with the Indians and the and the and the Red, the Red Sox. Sox. Like, yeah. So 
that that spoils it for me. But I really I was looking between Alex Gonzalez, who's the O three Marlins are my favorite team of all time, and it's hard mm-hmm. for me not to pick those guys. So I was trying not to be biased. And I love Alex Gonzalez. I loved everything that he did. He hit an impressive, you know, walk off home run in the World Series, which to me points. He won a World Series points, but Edgar Renteria won a World Series with a walk off hit. He did both in one. <laughs> Plus, he flashed yeah. a glove. He put a he 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 put a face to this team in '97. He brought the Hispanic to that team. You know what I'm saying? Because you had mm-hmm. a lot of guys that were you know uh, different and stuff. And him and Moises Salou had a lot of love for those guys. And Edgar Renteria to me was my pick at shortstop. But Alex Gonzalez, That's a good one, right there, right there. I can't. Uh, I'm not gonna gonna knock on him. Gus, I mean, Gabe, did you you had uh, who'd you have as your honorable mention there at short? Short. Who I have as my honorable, honorable mention? Pretty much the guy you mentioned. Are you at it? <laughs> right. There you go. I like that. I like that. All right. So then um, let's move it along here. Okay. Where are we at now? Third base? Yes. Okay. I think here we have some disagreements as well. Gabe, who did you have at third base? I had Miguel Cabrera. Okay. So you went Miggy at third, and he came up as a third baseman. No, he came up. Yeah, as a third baseman, but played in the outfield after Mike Lowell left. Mm-hmm. He came up in the outfield. When he got called up, they shifted him to outfield because they just wanted his bat. Because yeah. Hollingsworth was really struggling. Mike, Mike was playing third, and then he broke his wrist at the end of August, and they just shifted Miguel back to his natural position. Yeah, so he was a natural third baseman. Well, uh, shortstop, but eventually. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so who did you, uh, Dennis, who did you have at short? I went with Miguel. I mean, third. You went Miggy also? Uh, Miguel. Yeah, yeah, I went Miguel. See, uh, I went Miggy in the outfield because at third base, I can't turn down FIU's greatest alumni, Mike Lowell, baby. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, there was no other place. There was no way I was going to make a list and not include the probably who I think is the second guy. If something if Mr. Marlin himself, Jeff Conan, was to hand over his crown of Mr. Marlin, I think Mike Lowell would be the natural re- recipient of that. That's just me. I don't know how you guys feel about that, but I, I couldn't make a list without Mike Lowell there, bro. I, I wanted I like to it. put Mike Lowell. I wanted to put him. You're obviously not a big enough FIU fan. I get it. No, but <laughs> yeah, man. Mike, Mike Lowell was That's great, it. but Miguel had a But it wasn't a hurricane. Mm-hmm. But Mike, Miguel had enough time here where he, he put up legit numbers in his time. Yeah. Here is what, four seasons, five seasons? Yeah, he had a good And move. he's a Hall of Famer. I, I, I can't. I, I can't. Yeah, my, Mike Lowell is, uh, you know, is, is a Red Sox Hall of Famer probably with what he did over there. And he's going to be a Marlins Hall of Famer. Maybe not an MLB yeah, Hall of Famer, but, but, but Miguel's Cooperstown. Miguel's Cooperstown. Hey, yeah, yeah. yeah, Miguel's Cooperstown. Hey, well, and also, Mig- there's one last thing that you forgot about Mike Lowell. He went to Coral Gables, so he's two for two for me. There you go. <laughs> two he for went two. to my high school, and there he went go. to my university. So yeah. anything I felt when I didn't pick him. Exactly. <laughs> he went two for two, and you went 100% not picking him. So I don't know how you allow yourself to... To do that there, I, I could have turned my back on Mikey Lowell. Can you See? imagine had he stayed with the Marlins, what he could have achieved, oh. what we could have kept doing? Oh, for yeah. sure. But I, I don't think, even think about that. Uh, Mike, Mike, yeah. Mike Lowell, baby. Mike Lowell. Uh, all right. So, all right. We've, we've gone around the infield here. We got we we had a nice run here with, uh, with, with everybody here. Now let's go to the outfield. 
And see, this is where I put in Miggy Cabrera. We don't have to go um, left field, center field, right field. We'll just name your outfielders here. I went Miggy Cabrera as one of my outfielders here. Gabe, mm-hmm. uh, who is one of your outfielders here? Or, or give us your three. Give us your three here. Uh, my three was, uh, of course, Jeff Conine, Juan right. Pierre, and <laughs> the best for last, Ichiro Suzuki. Unbelievable. Let's see that face, Dennis. <laughs> Let's see that rage. Oh, my God. You know what? Let's see that rage. Bro. Oh, no. I'm sorry. I, I there's no way I could allow myself to to let you do that without being thrown into that, dude. Because that is oh, just Lord. all right. It, I know that the Ichiro pick. All right, Jeff Conine, love the pick. Obviously, Mr. Marlin, um, incredible. The, the the like I said, he's Mr. Marlin. There's nothing. Everything's been said about. And now he's playing, or he's the assist associate head coach at FIU, so he knows what's up. Like I said, him and Mike Lowell. They're tied at the waist here, bro. Um, I had Jeff Conine in my outfield along with Miggy. But, dude, defend yourself on this Ichiro pick because it's, it's really, I mean, just just own it. Tell us why. You, you want me to, to, to tell you why? Yeah, because what did, what did he do as a Marlin? Fan. I've been a big fan of Ichiro Suzuki since he played with the Mariners. Mm-hmm. That guy was incredible. He so was one of the on most... Mariners list, bro. Yeah, bro. <laughs> well, yeah, I could do the same thing for Pudge, but Pudge yeah. only played one year. Yeah, you didn't put Pudge on the list. I feel like that's a better pick. List. You know, I honestly would have been more. I'm more offended that you put Ichiro on this list than if you would have put Pudge over Charles Johnson. Pudge is one year. You could have put Mike Piazza in his five at, uh, five games. And I probably would have yeah, taken no, that over uh, a mistake, and it's going to keep being a mistake. And you can put that on my tombstone. Piazza oh, was a mistake. Oh boy! But uh, so Ichiro, like, I get it. I guess it's just a homer pick for you. That's your boy. That was your guy. I know you have the jersey. I'm not surprised that you put him on your list. But I, I thought I had a little bit more credibility and respect for you to to, to take this a look <laughs> a little more serious. Then what I, I felt like that you did what I would have done, throwing a curveball there and uh, with your Ichiro pick. Because who did I leave out? I left out Cliff Floyd and I left out Gary Sheffield. You left yeah. out a lot. Yeah, yeah man. Bro. Hey, what, what's Hermita? Come on. What day is Thursday? Thursday, Gabe? Ichiro Day. It's Bobby Bonilla Day, my friend. Oh, yes. You left out Bobby Bo. You left out Giancarlo Stanton. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Like, hold the on, only MVP the Marlins have ever had. You Who left did you put in right out. field? Who did you put in right field? I had in my outfield, I had Jeff Conine. I had Miggy Cabrera. And then I put Gary Sheffield. There's no way I'm not going to have All Gary right, so Sheffield in my list. Too. Not yeah, everybody can get on the board. But Juan I, Pierre has to be on any Marlins list, bro. I like Juan Pierre a lot, dude. I like mm-hmm. him a lot, but it's hard to justify. The outfield is too crowded, bro. It's too <laughs> crowded. Oh, well, there you yeah. go. Not if, everybody can get on the boat. But if only I, three spots. We have over a dozen players that have if, done tremendous work for the franchise. But if I'm picking a, a team here and I'm picking my outfielders, like Ichiro is going to get picked after Juan Pierre. Uh, Juan Pierre is going to get picked after a I lot of Ichiro other guys. For right field, not for center. Like Ichiro didn't go over Juan Pierre for center field. I picked him for right, which man. went over Cliff Floyd and Gary Sheffield. Yeah, bro. I don't, I don't know, man. I, I, I couldn't do it, but I'm okay. Edwin. I got Stan as a DH. Edwin, who are you putting first? Chuck Carr or Ichiro? Oh, fuck. Bro, 
I, I don't want to say something racist here, so I'll just say Ichiro, bro. I'll just go with that, you know? Yeah, fuck Chuck Carr, bro. Oh, God. I'll oh, man, Ch- Dennis removed himself. I, I, I think we lost Dennis. I'll put... Uh, why why would you... Yeah, what? Yeah, is he hiding? Are you hiding because you don't want to tell us your outfield picks? He doesn't want to be associated with Edwin's no. racism. Yeah, I did, exactly. no. Oh, hey, I didn't he say anything. Himself. He I censored himself. He censored himself for the first time ever. Right? You just told the whole world that you have racist thoughts. No, I'm just... <laughs> maybe, I don't know. Maybe I had a little uh, Scotty Pippen moment there, you know, calling myself out a little bit. But what, what we don't know is to who? To each your own or to Chuck Carr? Like, ah, there you go. Well, no, but he said he it's probably to both yeah no no honestly <laughs> for me there's just very few people on like bro I'd, I'd rather take i'm trying to think like uh silvio veras over chuck Carr, scott pose over chuck Carr. if you want to go old school nigel wilson over Ooh. chuck Carr, bro there's nobody i would take there's no way if chuck Carr is the last guy there i'll play with two outfielders <laughs> you know, I'm just there's no way I'm picking Chuck Carr and yeah, that got it. We're Cameron gonna do Maben, a, Cameron Maben. Oh, Cam, hell yes. yeah. oh no, no, all oh, day, yes. Maben, bro. Give me Cameron <laughs> Maven all day yeah, over. Cameron Maven, yeah, Jeremy Hermida, and one more just awful outfield. Lewis Brinson, let's let's throw this Brinson. There you go. I'll take that. I'll win an MLB the show with those guys, bro, for sure. <laughs> Ain't no doubt. Well, Dennis, what is your outfield, man? My outfield, I, I I made a change after I showed it to Edwin. No, he made a change after after we talked about all these guys. He's like, you know what? Let me not be as controversial. I did do something pretty controversial that might get me kicked out. Um, Andre Gary Dawson. Sheffield? <laughs> Gary Sheffield? Cliff Floyd? Giancarlo Stanton? And you ain't Cliff Floyd, huh? Dude, you, he was a monster when he when he became the he became an everyday outfielder after the after ninety seven. The the man was legit. I can't believe you went Cliff Floyd over Mister Fucking Marlin, bro. Like yeah. I had to, bro. I, had I don't. To. How Hold do you with... see you guys, bro? You thought I was the crazy hot taker here? No, well, we no, got no, this no, guy no, here no. putting Ichiro right, and then you got the guy all the way over there omitting oh. Mister Marlin from an all-time Marlins lineup. I'm like, that's... About, like based on talent stats. Come on, bro. Cliff Floyd. Only Cliff Floyd. 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 Man, I'm pretty sure I just asked someone, and he's shaking his head. No, get, no, 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 no. There's <laughs> only there's only one guy who has two Marlins World Series championship I rings. I struggled with it, bro. I struggled oh, with that. I struggled with that. I hope career. you struggled. I hope you struggle more. That's even more. I think you, his yours is more egregious than than this guy picking Ichiro. I'm just throwing it out there. I Achilles, you. How do you feel? Which one's worse? This guy picked uh, Ichiro? Like, don't involve me in this conversation right uh, now. I mean, he, like he, I said, the Ichiro thing is just, that's his favorite player. But he didn't he got shun. to see him in a Marlins uniform. Yeah. Because he has no business being on a But he shunned, list he shunned Gary region. Sheffield. He shunned Gary Sheffield for Ichiro. Or is it worth shunning Mr. Marlin, the most beloved human being that's ever put on a Marlins uniform, no, no, over no. for Cliff Floyd? But is this, uh, like, like Dennis said, at least it's a stats thing. It's you know what I mean? Just because you were around and people call you Mr. Marlin, when Luis Castillo is the real Mr. Marlin, like, <laughs> I love Jeff Conan. I love thinking back about those teams from from the mid from the mid nineties, late nineties. 
We have his but kid I, in the, I, in the I, minor I, league I, system, but still, let's bro, remember who put him there. JT Snell at home plate. It wasn't Cliff Floyd. It wasn't Gary Sheffield. It wasn't Ichiro. It was Jeff. Con- yeah, it was Jeff Conine. The one <laughs> hopper to fudge. Oh, remember right Floyd when he play. took over? Remember, remember Cliff Floyd when he became an everyday outfielder. I've honestly like, not with the I same fondness as you. He was a beast. He was a beast. Beast, exactly. I just couldn't like Jeff Conine did not put the numbers that Cliff Floyd put up. With in, in his no, uh, in his what four years that he was a that he was a starter or three man. and a half years. No love for I my couldn't. uncle Moises Alou, bro. No love, no love. Almost, but one year. It was just I, I thought of him immediately, man. but it was like it, it was one year, a man. great year, but one year. Gus, but uh, in this outfield debate, who's 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 more wrong here? <laughs> just you, because Achilles was just waffling, doesn't want the responsibility. You you hand down your verdict. Who was more wrong here? Who's more egregious in their pick? So we yeah, can move I, on to pitchers. I just I just remember Conine more fondly, so that's where yeah. I would have to pick. All right. So damn, Dennis, I'm sorry, bro, but you Oh no. Oh, that's not pit worthy either, bro. Get out of here. Come it's on, dude. Bro. bro, everything you say is pit worthy if that's pit worthy. Edwin is the most I know what's pit worthy. I know what's pit worthy. Edwin dug the pit. He dug the pit. That's the hole that he was doing for himself. That's and I'm pit. dragging him down in here, bro. I'm dragging him down if, here. If I would have done most loved, I would have done Jeff Conine. I would have done Mike Lowell. I would have done Alex Gonzalez. I would have done basically the whole old three infield. I mean, See, I'm the only guy here who was able to figure out a way to include Jeff Conine and Mike Lowell on his all-time list, and you guys couldn't. And they're the most loved Marlins, and you guys dropped the ball. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll, I love how you talk about him without mentioning the hidden ball trick that made him so legendary. Come on. Yeah, I didn't even get to the hidden ball trick. Yeah, bro. All right, so mean, let's, we're, we're, we're ready in the outfield heading to the pitching staff. Let's go to pitchers. Let's let's go to pitchers. By the way, right. Conine, also an FIU guy now. Exactly. Yeah, I'm that's what you. Yeah. Attached <laughs> at the hips, and these guys, yeah. horrible, horrible. Uh, super disappointed. All right, pitchers here. Uh, I think – all right, so, Gabe, I got your list here. You got Jose Fernandez, Josh Beckett, D-Train, Josh Johnson, who I think Josh Johnson – Gets overlooked, but that guy was as dominant as a guy that we had for a while there. Just his his stint was brief, but it was so dominant. And then you had an interesting choice at number five, Brad Penny. Um, I love me some Brad Penny. Love that guy, but I don't know. I don't love him enough to put him you know, number five all time here. I mean, you're <laughs> you're skipping out some some ballers here, but uh, I'm noticing uh, what I noticed in your list, Gabe. You have a lot of love for everything that's not 1997. You only have one guy um, in – yeah, Charles Johnson is your and Jeff Conine are your only 97 guys on your list here. Any reason why you hate the 90s so much or um, is it <laughs> – like what's going on here, bro? That is a loaded question. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a little loaded there. Why buddy. do you hate him so much? <laughs> Why do you hate the '90s, bro? What 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 happened here? Because you you got you went all you went full 2000s and up, which again it's your list. I respect, but I was actually honestly as a guy because you know I know how much of a Marlins fan, and you were at uh, weren't you at uh, some of the '97 playoff games? I 
I no, I never went to any of the okay. seven playoff games. All right. Well, sorry, I did that. Yeah, I have, my, I have... my playoff experiences are from 2003. I went to the game that we won against the Giants that I got to see Jeff Conine do one of the best plays in franchise history. All time. And then All I saw, time, And then I went to the Cubs game that put us down, I think, three to one, and I left incredibly angry. My dad was trying to call me. Dad. I was like, it's it, it's okay. They're not going to lose. You'll see. They're going to win. I'm like, it's over. Yeah. We lost. And I had a really bad experience in that playoff game because we happened to sit in a section full of Cubs fans. That's surprise. It felt so hostile. I didn't feel like I was in my own stadium. It almost felt like I was in Wrigley. And the Man. fact that we had lost, and all I hear is the bragging, I was like, oh, I, I hate these people. So. Yeah, I know the feeling. I know the feeling. But see, I thought, honestly, I was a little surprised at how little 97 representation you had here. Oh, and you had a – I see here you also have a closer from 97. So, okay, so you got three guys. Um, but let's go over these pitchers here. Okay, Jose Fernandez, I think he's going to be on every list, right? Um, Josh mm-hmm. Beckett, easy pick. And Dontrell Willis, love the guy. He's mm-hmm. he's probably, you know, starting for me. That's just because I love the guy. Um, Edwin's Oral Hershiser, bro. <laughs> Come on, bro. He was on the Indians in 97, bro. I ain't picking that guy. Although, eh, no, 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 no chance, no chance. <laughs> um, all right, but now these other entry. Uh Dennis, you had uh, D-Train, you had Beckett, and you had Fernandez? And you yeah, Fernandez, uh, Fernandez, D Train, Kevin Brown, Beckett, and Johnson. And See, Josh Johnson. Okay, so you had Josh Johnson as well. So you you guys had very similar. So you're you're differing in um he had Brad Penny and you had Kevin Brown. Kevin Brown, yeah. See, I had the same guys. I had Kevin Brown, uh, which I think you gotta have Kevin Brown. The dude was just Probably the best pitcher in baseball in from nine, like 96, 95, all the way up until 98. Remember when he went to the – when he was with the, the Padres? Yeah, bro. Like, that was money. Um, I went with a different pick here at number for to, to round out my staff. You know, I thought, you know what? I got plenty of power and finesse with these guys. I thought, when I think of Marlins, what's one of the first images that comes to my mind? You know, I think of those pretty teal uniforms – and I think of those opening day, good memories, inaugural season, and, and it always turns no. into an image of Charlie Huff. No. That's what it is for me, bro. I got Charlie Huff holding it down as my number five starter. <laughs> the pride oh. of Hialeah High School, okay? Local guy. The show. Local guy. Local guy. I love how he gives me crap over <laughs> seriously it's literally the same thing no come on it's it's pretty much the same thing who am i who am i hurting here josh johnson because i went i went You're with a, a knuckleballer no. you guys you you offended a legend in gary sheffield and that guy over there offended another legend in mr marlin i'm Bro. pissing off josh johnson here i'm okay with that Charlie oh, Huff. You're missing out more game. than JJ. You left out quite a few people, man. Put Levon Hernandez uh, over him, bro. That was Bro, even put Annabelle Sanchez over him, probably left out Al Leiter. He left out AJ Burnett. I mean, you yeah. left out quite a bit of people, man. Marlins have had great pitchers. That's for sure. That's for sure. But I think definitely, I think the worst uh, blasphemy here out of all of us here is that none of us picked Levon. You know, the guy who carried a team. Oh, Gus did. Gus did. Uh, but yeah, Dan is disappointed in you, disappointed you, in myself. Man. Uh, but I yeah, had to I was, go with Charlie Huff, bro. It was, it was all between Levon Hernandez and Brad Penny as the number five slot, and I was agonizing over for like two days. 
Wait, I think I hinted at it towards with you, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go with Brad Penny. But like I said in the article, for the love of everything that's good in baseball, do not have him pitch to Sammy Sosa. I still remember that home run. Still, hold on, hold on a second. Wait, wait, wait. Let me. I'm, now that I realize here, okay, I picked Charlie Huff over Josh Johnson and and Levon Hernandez. Is that worse than picking Brad Penny and his career best 14 wins that one year with us? You know, over is that worse than Charlie Huff? Is my Charlie Huff pick worse than Brad Penny? Gus, Dennis, you guys who Brad Penny Huff had a pretty good career. I, I mean, love Brad Penny. He's an all-star. But with with us, his career best no. was 14 wins, and that yeah. was the 2003 season, and he was like a, a four fifth starter. Um Charlie well, Huff was in the World Series. Hey, the Charlie Huff started opening day, though. You know what I'm saying? I never saw Brad Penny start opening day. And he was going to put Jose Udenia up there because he started opening that day. Wasn't there in the <laughs> On that knuckle, bro. Come on, man. Just... Come on, dude. All right. So I think the only we all. The reason he started agreed. opening day is because they didn't know when he was about to die. You know, <laughs> <laughs> he was so old. Like, just put his dude, guy out there. He already. wasn't that old. He looked. He was just what, like. I what are you? He was I only think, like 40 something. Honestly, 40 something. I wouldn't be surprised if opening day he was 37. Like, he was just, you know, like I'm older than him now, and he was that than he was on opening day in 93. But he, he looked, looked like, like he, he was 68. Huh. Yeah. Yo. You know what's crazy is he's still alive, you know? <laughs> I don't mean to, like, you know, like in a bad way. I'm just saying, like, I, I got to look up what he looks like now. I mean, he's got to be, he's got to be looking pretty a- rough. He was at the throwback weekend, right? In, in, in 18, he was there. Oh, yeah? Oof. Yeah, yeah, he was there. Damn. Alive, walking, not in a wheelchair. Damn, dude. <laughs> damn, he's got to be looking rough, man. Charlie Huff, though. Hey, damn, now I feel bad because you know what? I have a Levon Hernandez oh, he, he autograph was... ticket up there, and I didn't pick Levon. That's kind of Charlie bad. Huff was 45. He was 40? Okay, all right. Well, he's not far off. Oof. He was just a little bit older than I am now, so I guess... Dude, I mean, how does that make you feel, Edwin? That he's a little bit older than you are. Well, and, I, I, and he looked like a grandpa. Exactly. And he looked like a the, grandpa. Uh, I like that the advances in medicine make me optimistic that you know when I get to forty-five, I'm not going to look geriatric and old and you know, <laughs> like uh, like a grandpa, bro. Because he just—it's incredible. That's seriously that doesn't get talked about enough. Is how Charlie Huff went by like that. You know. I think it also has a lot to do with how you dress. Like you dress like a teenager. You know what I mean? But like. <laughs> If you were to wear like an old prospector costume, you would look seventy-eight for sure. I don't know, bro. I mean, I got the grays coming in strong, very, very strong. So yeah, uh, maybe, maybe. See, mm. but I don't know. To me, I just, I, I just, I, I hope I don't end up there at forty-five. We'll see. We'll revisit that in five years uh, and see <laughs> we'll how see. bad I'm looking. But all right. So, oh, and then closer. Who do we got at closer here? You had. Gabe, who did you have a closer? Rob Nen. Rob Nen. That's solid. That's solid the right answer. Solid. I had to go with Rob Nen. His 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 like three or four years with us were so dominant. Mm-hmm. Although, again, I got a lot of love for '93. Brian Harvey was our yeah, him he, and Gary Sheffield. But since I don't remember him as well as I do Rob Nen, that's why I went with Nen. Yeah, because it's a little bit of an age thing, you know. I'm not as old as you are, and tough. But get him out of here. I don't want none of that. Don't if come out here. If you want to get technical, if you want to get technical. Dennis, don't get technical, get technical right now. <laughs> the greatest Marlins closer ever was Trevor Hoffman, if you really think about it. If, yeah. Although, 
Did tra- I don't know. This is a good trivia question. I don't know the answer to it, but um, if somebody knows it, put it in the chat. If you guys know it, uh, did Trevor Hoffman yes. ever even attempt to save for the Marlins? I don't think he did. I don't I think will, he was. I will look it up, but I don't think he. I don't yeah, think I don't even think he attempted a save as a Marlin. I think, yeah, uh, I think we did. traded him early on in '93. In June. Yeah, we traded him right, right, uh, right early in '93, and then we got Sheffield, which was a great trade for us. Great trade for San Diego, obviously. But well, actually, yeah, he had two saves for the Marlins. For the Marlins, yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow, that right there. That take that with you today, Gus, Mister. Uh, you know, always looking for facts and Achilles. That's your little spice. Hold on, wait. <laughs> wait. Let's gotta 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 do it. Ready? Spices that's that's what it is. Trevor Hoffman actually got two saves wow. as a Marlin. That's amazing. Man. You're leaving yeah, up. There's only really one spicy. right answer here, and it's Leo Nunez or whatever his name is. And oh, that's it. Carlos Ovalo. Vladimir Nunez. You know Vladimir Nunez when he tried to close? Yeah. No, 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 no. But no, no. But Leo Nunez Ooh. was the kid who had the fake name. That's and the Carlos Ovalo. Oh, oh, history of this franchise, bro. <laughs> yeah, bro. Carlos Ovalo, bro. Oh, yeah. That is. Man, you gotta love that we're involved in all those well, remember, kind of stories. Remember the sound of the bat when Vladimir Nunez would pitch? As a, dude, they would just hit him like I, I could not believe the sound they were making. Like he was awful when he was closing for for Who's a the, couple of years. Who was the who is the pitcher that gave who hit the guy from the Cubs in the head and um that knocked him out, and then we signed him like years later and let him come up to bat, and then we put him up against R.A. Dickey, oh, and he struck out on three pitches. Adam Greenberg. Greenberg, Adam. yeah. Adam Greenberg, but who was it that hit him? Was it, I think it was Vladimir Nunez. No, no, it was not. I mean, it was like late 90s, early 2000s. I'm telling you, well, I, I'll, I'll look that up later, but uh, Adam Greenberg, he got plunked on the head and in his first career at bat, and his whole career was ruined. By a Marlins pitcher, who I thought was Leo Nunez, or I thought was uh, this guy, and then years later he was starting to rehab, and the Marlins signed him to like a one-day contract, put him, and they called him up for a game. He went up to bat, pinch hit, and they put him up against the guy who was going up for the Cy Young that year, R.A. Dickey, and all he did was throw three nasty knuckleballs and struck it him. It was out. Valerio de los Santos. Ah, there he goes, Valerio de los he, Santos, another one of those uh, of weird former, names. Former, I remember with the Brewers, but who did, who was he with when he hit him? He was with the, I think he was with the Cubs. Greenberg? No, um, the pitcher. Oh, de los Santos. I don't know where we got him from, but no, no, he never, he never played for us. He, he never, he never played for us. Wait, so he's not the one who hit Greenberg? Valerio de los Santos is the one that that hit Greenberg. Yeah, and he was a Marlin, though, right? When he hit him. All right, while you look that up there, um, well, uh, let's put a nice little bow on this. How was uh, we went really long on this Marlins thing? I was like, but it was good. I liked it. Uh, How do you uh, how do you guys feel about Gabe's list here? You're right. You're right. right. There you go. Look at that, bro. This head here has some useless information in there every once in a while. It's all Marlins uh, related. <laughs> telling you, bro. Yeah, th- that's why the Marlins ended up signing him to a one-day contract yeah. and giving him a nap bet because yeah, they're bro. the ones that ended his career. Yeah, bro. You know. Um, anyway, uh, hey, Gabe, great article. I really did enjoy it. I like when uh, when I when you get real passionate about what you're writing and mm-hmm. your your creativity flows. I really appreciate it. Enjoyed it. 
Uh, I put the link in the chat. If you guys want to go ahead and read it and take a look at his list, feel free to to click, read, and uh, react. Gabe, again, thank you for hanging out with us. I appreciate it very much. Um, any uh, any uh, last things here for Gabe before we let him go? Because we got to start wrapping up. I got one last thing to say. I forgot to, to mention me. that Ichiro Suzuki actually did some work in relief. Remember against the Phillies? I think it was like in 2015. He pitched in relief. How many how many players on your list could Jeff Conine do that, bro? All right, all right. Sorry, Jeff Conine did not go up there and throw meatballs for BP. Okay. You know, oh, he had much more it class was than that. It was an actual game. Yeah, it might have been. I think he got at least one out. Probably. Hey, game. Uh, Jose Canseco did the same thing, and he threw out his arm and had to get Tommy John surgery. So, you know, go figure. Yeah, but that was, that was good. That was good. That yeah, it was kind of funny, though. <laughs> <laughs> Gabe, get yourself some uh, headphones so you don't have to keep muting and unmuting yourself. <laughs> oh, no problem, bro. I just, I just don't want, I just don't want you to hear me giggling all the time at everything that Edwin says. Oh, no, that's that's half the show. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Next week, oh, ne- the next I'm time the Edwin's dance. on the show, it should be Edwin Marlins fans. There you go. All right, don't worry, I got it, bro. <laughs> it should be just Edwin, Edwin Marlins fans. Edwin yeah. and friend. <laughs> when did Edwin start speaking for everybody? That's what I want to know. <laughs> I don't know. Everyone's like, oh, everybody hated this. Everybody was sold on Cody Dickerson being an essential piece, the cornerstone of the franchise, the face of the Marlins. I'm like, Edwin, I don't know who you're listening to, but nobody said that. I don't know if my grammar is correct, but I think I did it no, right. No, Marlins fans. Oh, Marlins. You represent oh. all Marlins fans. Oh, you okay. also represent us, and you also represent we. Yeah. I mean, Achilles, when they do paid attendance, they say, tonight's paid attendance is Edwin Garcia. Yes. <laughs> sold out stadium. Sold out. It's sold out. Whenever Edwin comes to the stadium, it's an automatic sellout. Yeah. The funny thing is, I probably got the tickets for free. <laughs> oh, man. All right. That was uh, not in my feelings, Sosa there. All right. <laughs> I'm just going to put Dennis, not Sammy, Sosa. There you go. Dennis, I hate Jeff Conine. Or no, sorry, Michael. Who, who did you hate? Mike Lowell, God, you're the you. I forgot who we all hated oh. already. Yeah, you shunned both of them. You guys were you guys were really really bad. All right, Gabe, thank you so much for hanging out with us tonight, man. Appreciate it, and uh, we'll talk pleasure. to you soon, buddy. All right, take care, bro. Later, guy. Hi. Oh yeah, I gotta remove you. Bye. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Sorry, hey, bro. What was, what was going on there? I don't know. Anyway, um. Bro, I think uh, mm-hmm. we've gone pretty good with this Marlin stuff. I really, really enjoyed today's episode. Yeah. Um, but I do just want to briefly touch on the playoffs. Uh, any update on the game? Any update on the Martins game? We're losing 4 to nothing in the eighth inning. 4 nothing in the eighth inning. All right. And the Hawks are beating the Bucks 79-58. to Really? Yeah. With no, with no Trey Young. Bro. No, no Trey Young, bro. Getting it done with defense. I love... I love this Hawks team because everyone on that team doesn't give a fuck about anything. They're <laughs> all super self-confident. Mm-hmm. You got Lou Williams out there. You got John Collins out there. You got uh, to all that these guys. Kid. They all. It seems that they just all believe in themselves. They can be losing by thirty. They can be up by thirty. They'll be down in a series, up by series, and they just go out there and do their thing and don't care about anybody, bro. It's amazing. <laughs> Damn, dude. I honestly I'm really surprised. 79-58. Dude, That's shocking. shocking. I thought it was over when 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 Trey Young turned his ankle mm-hmm. and that game went on its head and they ended up losing. I thought it was over. That's amazing to hear. Dude, oh, yeah. uh 
the Bucks. I don't know. I I watched well, them and. Yeah. Giannis left the game. He got a, apparently got a leg injury. Ah. Oh, okay, that explains. So Eagles things out. And I guess Justin Holiday and Chris Middle. The thing with the Bucks is they're feast or famine. Because yeah. they're either twenty for twenty from three and they beat the shit out of you, or they're one for twenty from three and they're the worst team in the NBA. It just depends on how you catch them that one night. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Bro, the, the worst for me is I've really developed this unfair and I don't know where it came from, but this Chris Middleton being like a cheap version of Paul Pierce, like the Wish version, like it's just it really, really, really bothers me. Every time I see him on TV, I just like I hate Paul Pierce and I hate any, a, a really bad copy of Paul Pierce. Like it's just like, no, like I, something about him. Unfair. It's totally unjust. He might be it's a nice guy. Chris Paul has never done anything directly to the Heat. No, no, Paul Pierce, Paul, Pierce, oh, Paul, Paul Pierce, Paul Pierce, Paul Pierce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he looks like a uh, like a like Paul Pierce got like you know like you try drawing Paul Pierce from memory and then you get Chris Middleton. <laughs> like that's that's what it, well, it looks you like. Have some, you have something against guys with wonky eyes, bro. Unbelievable. With you. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. It's totally unfair and unjust. I I I just it, it it's a real thing though. I see him on TV and I'm just like I hate you. I don't know. <laughs> unfair, unfair. But uh, but watching Atlanta that last game. And this is, and I noticed this also with the Suns, and I noticed this with the uh, the Clippers uh, in an earlier round. Mm-hmm. What I'm seeing in these playoffs is when it gets time, I haven't seen a, a good. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong here, and I'm sure Achilles will correct me here. But I feel like I haven't seen the the playoff back and forth basketball late in the game. I've seen. I feel like we're used to seeing. I feel like I've been seeing too many of these games where it's like, oh. There's like five minutes left, and all of a sudden the team goes on a couple of runs, and then one team is just chasing and throwing up three after three after three, and it's brick, 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 like the end of the Hawks game and like how it was at the end of the Suns game when they lost to the Clippers where Paul George, you know, just kept shooting, and then all the Suns would do is just run up court, shoot a three, miss, repeat over and over and over. I feel like there's been a lot of that going on. That's just – I think the Hawks have had a couple – they had a couple with, with Philly – where it came down mm-hmm. late and they were trading and they ended up winning. Dude, Saturday's uh, Suns Clippers game was very contested down the stretch. Come on, dude. The the Bucks Nets at the end of that series, every mm. game came down to the wire. Oh yeah. Before freaking Portray Young went out stepping on the stupid ass referee, that game was back and forth. Like, but and that game that game was so good. Both it, teams were just bomb hitting shots, trading, 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 and then. It, <laughs> And I, and and I I agree that game was good and but what I'm saying is like at the end of the game I feel like there it and again it's just me kind of just feeling it out it feels like there's been a lot of these games where like in the last minute it went from being a close game to all of a sudden like one team's down ten or twelve because they just were chucking up shots instead of playing smart basketball at the end you know what I mean I feel like some teams have gotten away from that no the one the thing is no one plays smart basketball anymore that's yeah. probably true Jack's yeah more than anything it's just. 99% of the teams in the league right now just yeah. go out there and are just chucking, bro. <laughs> yeah, chucking up threes. <laughs> just throw it up. Mm-hmm. Throw it up, bro. You know, just sling it. Uh, all right, so it's 83-62, about to end the third quarter. Hawks up there. So it looks like we might have something there. The Hawks might be able to tie this series. Now, over in the West Coast, we got the Clippers. They're heading back to the Staples Center. Oh, mm-hmm. the Suns nope. couldn't close it out, bro. Couldn't close it out. Uh, CP3, Edwin's n- going to be right. He's going to be right. He's going to choke away a 3-1 lead. <laughs> again. 
another 3-1 lead uh, seems to be slipping from CP3, Dick Puncher. I hope because I'm still pulling for the, the Suns here. And as a as the biggest Heat fan on the show, I think it's the in in our best interest that the Clippers lose okay. so that our chances to get a Kawhi would, uh, will increase. Now, mm-hmm. uh, no Kawhi for Game 5, right? Done Kawhi is no, done. He's done. Like, they keep like, oh, <laughs> he's ruled out. No shit. The guy's knee exploded. He's not going to be playing <laughs> basketball this yeah. year, bro. Like, <laughs> How about, uh, uh, what is it, uh, Bream? Who's the, the, the commentator the other night? When the oh, when the cl- oh, yeah. <laughs> and Kawhi's going crazy. <laughs> bro, that guy has no emotions, bro. Zero emotions. That guy has. It's so oh, weird, dude. It was so good though. That was I got that had me rolling. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice and good there. Um, what's it called? But so any chance like. Okay, can can we get a, a ruling on on playoff phony on perma phony playoff phony Paul George here? All right, he had a ball ass mm-hmm. game this last game. He had a great game. Mm-hmm. Uh, he missed a couple of free throws earlier mm-hmm. in the series that cost him the game. But you could make the argument that he was the reason they were even in that game. But he blew it at the end, and they could have put him away. They could be up three one right now uh, had they you know yeah. been able to to finish that off. Our, is our, our is our feeling or is your feeling on playoff phony Paul George? Has, is it changing any? Is he doing anything here in lieu of not having a Kawhi there and really shouldering the load? Is he impressed no. you at all? Or? It'll only change. It only change if he wins this series, and, and it won't even change all the way. Okay, so even if he comes back from a three-one, essentially it'll be him coming back because mm-hmm. no Kawhi. But then, yeah. But Reggie Jackson all of a sudden is like an MVP MVP player. Like a lot yeah. of the other guys are also stepping up. Yeah. And also, what does it say about him that he needs the volume to do this stuff? That he can't just be a good player in a basketball team mm-hmm. because those those Pacer teams were good. I'm not saying they're going to win championships or anything. Yeah. But they were good teams, and he was the guy. But there were other guys he had to play with. Where yeah. right now, it's just throw it at, at at Paul George and let him do his thing because again. Sure, Reggie Jackson's playing great, but at the end of the day, like, really, is that – is he taking shots away from Paul George? No. Yeah. So, to me, more than anything, it's nice for him to, like, people to maybe not shit on him as much. But okay. at the end of the day, for me, it <laughs> shows that he can't be a part of, like, a team. It has to be him. Mm-hmm. And do you – are you going to go into a playoff series or a championship series with only Paul George and you're going to be like, oh, yeah, we're good, bro, like – Exactly. No, not a chance. Not a chance. <laughs> um, but I will. I, I was impressed. Forty-one points. Oh no! Career sure. playoff high. Yeah. And very efficient. He went fifteen of twenty from That's the wild, field. Dude. Fifteen of twenty points from, on fifteen shots is outrageous. Three of yeah. six. Three of six from three point, and he hit all eight of his free throws. Didn't clunk it there at the end. Uh, Thirteen rebounds and six assists. Hell of an all-around game. His, that was easily the best game of his life. Right? Like that's. That's the he's yeah. he's, he's saves a friend, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. no, it, there was a lot there. <laughs> right. So I I think um yeah, I thought I was impressed there. I still think he's a phony though. I think he's gonna get a free pass. Uh if they lose, he's he's gonna be covered with the oh well Kawhi wasn't there, he had to shoulder the whole load, and everybody on the Suns was healthy, even though they didn't have uh CP3 and his dick punching for the first couple of games there. So I uh you know, I'm now, just saying, with good players around him, he shoots like 20% all time in the playoffs. Yeah. 
when he's a part of a team that could actually win things. Yeah. So, uh, looking into our crystal ball here before we wrap up, mm-hmm. if if the Clippers win games uh, game six here tomorrow night, I believe at Staples Center. <coughs> Excuse me, um, at Staples Center. What uh, what kind of pressure? What's going on here? Is is there? Do, do you waver from Suns? Uh, advancing at all, or do you give it because it's going to go back to a game seven? We'll be back in Phoenix, but they yeah. couldn't win their game five in Phoenix. If they go to LA and they lose over there as well, I mean, are we is can we start shifting the phony blame to Chris Paul and never, you know, and another 3 1 defeat? Like, uh, what's going on here? What do you what no, do you if, on that? If the Suns lose, definitely Chris Paul is going to take a lot of heat, you know what I mean? But I don't think that's going to happen. I think Devin Booker has another. Another game in him, bro. Another he needs to just roll up game. to the stadium in a dunk again. Yes. Mm-hmm. Stop giving free tickets to assholes who fight in the stands, and they're gonna win. That's it. <laughs> Chris Paul's never. Chris Paul's never had a teammate like a Devin Booker. So that that's the thing. He, mm-hmm. yeah, he's blown a three-one lead before, and you heard what he said in the in the post game the other night, right? When he mentioned the three-one lead, he's like, I don't want to talk about three-one because I've, I've been there before. <laughs> he knows. He knows. He knows. But what's at up. the same time, he's never had somebody like Devin Booker, and I'm including James Harden because James Harden. We we know about James Harden, so I, I'm so to me Chris Paul's never had this kind of this kind of teammate that could finish this off, right. that would take it off Chris Paul's back. Yeah, I like it. I like it. I, let's see. I'm I'm still pulling for Suns. Uh, Suns Hawks collision course. Let's go. I think Suns Hawks is what I want to see, just because I want like you know 149 to 157 final <laughs> scores in the uh, finals. Um, ABC executives are under the table crying. Oh, right man, now. I'm telling you, bro. But <laughs> the Giannis factor, bro, he's he's really good. Yeah, he's, but if he's hurt. Yeah, if he's hurt, done. I don't want to hear it. So, all right. So, we, we, we're we all in agreement here. Uh, Gabe just tweeted out, Adam Duvall brings Miami to within a run, smacking his 17th home run of the season. Gets the score I'm to 4-3. Oh, okay. So, heads up. Dude, Duvall's batting like 220, but, man, he hits clutch bombs all the time well at one point uh, a couple of weeks ago wasn't duvall and aguilar one two in the rbis in like baseball? That, yeah. but awesome. if you ask all those war guys they're they'll tell you that they're trash you know and they'll tell you somebody else was way <laughs> better and more important um but all right you know what this is a good time to put a little bow on it um is there a hockey game no there's no hockey game tonight right no game two is tomorrow game two is tomorrow uh canadians lost that game they got smoked by tampa we got to rally around our boys oh, man we got to rally around our boys in Montreal, man. Uh, poutine for everybody when the, when the Canadians win that game and win that series. Uh, yeah, bro. I want some fucking poutine. Anyway, uh, big thank you to Gabe. Big thank you to everybody who, who was on the stream, who watched, who participated. Uh, feel free, if you're listening on the podcast later on, man, make sure to hit the subscribe button, hit that like, smash, share, do all that stuff. Anybody who's watching on the YouTube on uh, the Five Reasons Sports YouTube. Thank you for hanging out with us. For those of you on Facebook and on Twitter, thank you so much for hanging out. Been a lot of fun, man. I really enjoyed getting all that Marlins, and I love all this Marlins swag that we see on the screen right here. It's really, really nice, bro. I'm, I I got to get me the new jersey that uh, that Dennis has. I still oh, don't I have it. I want to get it in gray, but they never have it in the big boy sizes. Oh, oh. stick around. I'm going to show you something. Um, <laughs> but uh, anyway, thanks to everybody for hanging out. We'll be back on Friday. And yep. uh, you guys will be back Friday. Maybe we'll have an F1 report. Maybe we won't. I don't know. Maybe oh, we'll have some sure. people here. 
And uh, this we'll is an F one show. Yeah, I just I gave you guys the room to talk about something else today because I'm a nice guy. There you go. I like that. <laughs> All right. There thank you, you so much for hanging out. We'll be back Friday. You guys have a great week and uh, stay safe. I wrote a song about it, like the kid here go. With us, you live every Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. Records played on Wednesday. <laughs> Lemon City. La, 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 la. I'm always happy to jump on with uh, my favorite Lemonheads.